Hey, hey, I'm Chris Bradley, and with over 10 years of experience in the music business, I went from struggling singer-songwriter to a six-figure producer with credits including Sony, Miramax, Lincoln, Warner Chapel PM, Rolling Stone Magazine, and USA Network. And this is the Produce Like a Boss podcast, where we discuss the business, mindset, and strategies it takes to go pro as a musician and songwriter by developing and mastering the skill of music production. If you'd like to learn how to produce, please visit our website at producelikeaboss.com slash workwithme for a plethora of free resources and tutorials to help you learn how to start producing your own music today. This is the Produce Like a Boss podcast. Really quick, before we jump into the show, I just want to take a second and thank our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Slate Digital and the All Access Pass. So many people ask me what's in my tool belt and what are some of the third-party plugins that I go crazy for. And I don't skip a beat when I say Slate Digital All Access Pass is the cat's pajamas when it comes to producer tools. Now, with this pass, you're going to get access to over $5,000 worth of pro plugins since pro demo sessions in hip-hop, rock, and EDM, and amazing step-by-step walkthroughs with pro producers, easy-to-follow tutorials, and custom samples. And not only that, a lot of their software is modeled off of vintage analog gear that gives your track that pro polish and shine. So head over to producelikeaboss.com slash slate digital and get your first six months for only $9.99 a month. Speaking of five-star reviews, I want to take a second and read this one from M007. It says, I've gone through every one of her podcasts and they are pure gold. So inspiring and informative. Keep going, Chris. I can't wait to hear the next episode. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, without any further ado, let's jump into podcast episode number 66, Creating Super Fans and Income with Custom Songs with Jake from Songfinch. Do we like a, like a, like a boss? Like a, like a boss. Do it like a, like a, like a boss. Like a boss. Hey, hey, I am so excited to have today's guest on the show. Jake Tooten is the director of artist talent over at Songfinch, and he's also an artist at Songfinch. Now, in case you haven't heard of Songfinch, they are a business that specializes in selling custom songs for special occasions. So whether it's a birthday or a wedding or a proposal or a memorial or an adoption, or just because Songfinch is serving the market by providing top-notch custom written songs. Welcome to the show, Jake. Chris, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Love what you guys are doing at Produce Like a Boss, and I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Oh, you got it. I'm excited. So so take me through the customer experience of working with Songfinch. Like, let's say that I wanted to come to you guys to hire you to do a birthday song for my boyfriend. What would that look like? Yeah, Songfinch is, uh, you hit it on the head. We're making personalized songs, usually in the gift giving space. So on the customer side, it's pretty simple. You go on songfinch.com. Uh, you tell us about the occasion. So for this example, say it's a, a 50, 50th birthday party. Uh, you provide us a little bit of direction. What genre would you like? What tempo would you like? Uh, would you prefer it from a male or a female singing voice? And then you just share a little bit about your story, you know, maybe where you met or some, some, some key uh, memories that stand out. And we'll get it to one of the 600 artists in our network and you'll have a personalized radio quality song in your inbox within seven days. Wow. Okay. So that was another one of my questions, what the turnaround time is. So, so seven days. And did you say there's like a questionnaire that, that they fill out? 
Yeah, absolutely. So there, they the the customer can put in some some key details and memories. So we'll just ask, you know, what are your say some favorite memories from uh, you know your relationship with this person or for the occasion? Uh, we can include some must have. So if there's an inside joke, say, you know, yeah. you can say, oh, we really got to talk about this one, so our artists know, like, okay, these are important and these ones are, you know, uh, as important but maybe not mandatory, you know. I love that. And I, and it's so funny because the second you said that I I've seen a lot of your, the promotions that you guys are doing and you're sharing customers reactions when they receive, when they receive their songs. And I could just imagine being on the receiving end of that when they're hearing a song that like somebody customized for them and they hear that inside joke or that little detail that they know that that person went above and beyond. Like this wasn't just like, Oh, this song makes me think of you. It's dedicated to you. It's like, no, this song was written for you. And I'm sure that just, that's why you guys are just kicking so much ass is because that must feel so special for the receiver seeing the reaction videos which nine times out of ten are just the customer being organic in the same way you would put the camera up when you want to watch yeah. someone open a christmas gift or 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 whatever uh those are the things that really you know make my day and keep us all going over here and the one thing i've realized is um you know working at Songfinch and being an artist i'm familiar with the songwriting process you're you're, you're a songwriter have produced like a boss if you know what songwriting is, um, you have some insights. It's still very special, but I've yeah. learned that the average person really doesn't know how a song is created at all. And those are the most special ones. Cause I think it's like magic. Like how, how did you even do this? Where did this come from? You know? So yeah, yeah. Those reaction videos keep us, keep us going. Those are our, the favorite part of our day over here. Oh, I love that. It's so funny. Cause as you were saying, yes, most people don't know. And I was thinking, as you said it, something they must think it's like magic you know <laughs> and then they get their song and they're like how did you do that and so yeah no yeah, i love that it must be so fulfilling to see those uh, reaction videos so so how does it work okay so what's the pricing is there is there one price is it tiered pricing depending on like what size of the or like how big the production is or Absolutely. As it stands right now, there is a price for the customer of $199. It costs $199 to get a customized, personalized song from Songfinch. And then uh, we, you know, we can get into as granular detail as what as you want, but we do a split directly with the with the artist. So yeah, it's a it's a one-of-a-kind, you know, wow moment gift for under two hundred dollars across the board. Wow. And is that something that you, you see as like a consistent thing, or do you see some tiered pricing coming in where maybe, um, you know, they want to spend a little bit more and maybe that comes with some extra goodies or maybe the song, you know, is like fully, you know, it's like mastered in a certain way or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one thing that we do offer are some, some add-ons to enhance the experience. So for example, okay. if you wanted your personalized song, if you wanted the lyrics printed out, or if you wanted to, um, uh, have it on a, on a wonderful plaque with a dedicated picture with a QR mm. code that'll take you to the song. Some of these features that'll really make it so you, Hey, you can tangibly open a gift while listening to your song. And I think as a company, the good news, I mean, Songfinch, uh, we've been around since 2016, but still considered a startup and in startup life, there's always room for different lanes and avenues and growth. So I could absolutely see, you know, down the line, uh, a tiered, production level cost system, or maybe even having some marquee artists. All of our artists are marquee, but you know, like a really A-lister say, you know, like a, like a Lady Gaga or something yeah. that's committing to two songs this year and it will cost X, Y, Z. And maybe there's a charitable component. I mean, there's all kinds of yeah. avenues for the company to go and grow. But right now it's simple, flat 199 for, for a personalized song. 
And so to pivot over to what that looks like for the artists. So they're getting, you guys are splitting that down the middle. That's a hundred dollars, right? What mm-hmm. level of production is, is, is required going into this? Are we talking piano vocals? Are we talking, you know, add some drums and bass? Are we talking like, you know, fully pop produce pop tracks? Like what does that look like? Yeah. So it looks like it depends on the genre, right? So one of our genres is what we just blanketly call singer songwriter and in a, mm-hmm. a singer songwriter genre, one instrument and a vocal is nine times out of 10 more than sufficient. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to do rock is one of our genres, usually just knowing a rock sound, you're going to need, you know, probably some bass and some drums and something to that effect. So on the artist side, uh, it's what I would call quality production but I would not call it fully produced. It's not like you need a 64 track uh, sent out to get mastered situation. Most of our artists are working out of a, uh, you know, a home DAW type scenario where you're absolutely maybe, maybe doing two or three instruments, putting proper mix on it. uh, You know, all the things that you guys teach and train, Um, but yeah, it's not getting sent out and mastered and, 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 and fully produced. Right. And they're not like, okay, I got to get my studio musicians now. It's like, no, we're okay with like the, there's some drum programming happening. Definitely some MIDI. We just want it to be high quality, of course. Yes. Put a nice EQ on there. Yeah. Right. Get it nice and mixed, get it polished. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. So it's definitely above a working tape to, you know, drop industry buzzwords. You know, it's probably more in that, in that high end demo uh, ready to put out as an independent artist, but maybe not uh, ready to go on uh, FM radio just yet. I love that. I love that too. Because as well, you know, to us, what we might call, you know, like a high-end demo, like, you know, somebody else is like, what are you talking about? This sounds amazing. This sounds great. And it's like, there's a very like hazy line between like demo and kind of finished production with like where modern technology has brought us because people used to not be able to make fully produced songs in their home studios and now they can. So I think it's like just high quality and good sounding, right? Yeah, well, I hesitate, even though I just said the word demo. It's, it's funny, you have to put on two different hats, like you're talking to artist hats, and then you're talking to, to listeners hats. Uh, and let me clarify, these, as far as listeners are concerned, these are radio quality, finished product songs that you 100%. can put on your Spotify playlist, and you wouldn't notice the difference when it's in rotation with your uh, stuff that you're listening to all day, every day. And then when you put on your A&R talking to artists had on, uh, you know, yeah, they don't necessarily need to be mastered to an exact point of, uh, you know, uh, yeah. volume level, et cetera. So, you know, they're, they're radio quality finished songs for sure. Uh, but a little bit of artist jargon on the back end. Uh, you explained that really well. I appreciate it. I know that that's some like questions that are probably going through my audience's mind. So, um, okay. So what do you think are the most popular genres? Like, what are you getting the most requests for? It's pretty well spread out, but I think we're seeing a boom in country music lately. Really? Uh, I think that might just be mirroring the popularity of country music in general right now. I feel like country is really on an uptick and it's becoming more popular popular eyes every single day yeah (laughs) um but yeah i think if i had to had to look at it country music is probably uh slightly edging out the competition and then but it's pretty evenly uh dispersed besides that okay and the genres being i know we said rock singer songwriter country and then pop uh, and then maybe like r&b yeah uh, acoustic pop r&b um rock singer songwriter country hip-hop rap Absolutely. Um, and then 
talking about phase two and down the lines too early to chat about, but like you said, there's so much room for growth and opportunity. You know, we didn't even mention things hopefully down the line, like, you know, reggae, reggaeton, EDM. So there's a lot, there's lots of room for, for growth and expansion in the genres. 100%. 100%. I just want to re, uh, rewind a little bit to you. I, I know we said that the it's split evenly down the middle. So the artists are getting about $100 a track. But I know you and I spoke not that long ago. And you mentioned that people can get really generous in their tips. Can you, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, artist gratuity is a option on our on our on our site. And we see a good number of our customers and listeners that choose to put artist gratuity on the end of these orders. And it's the exception, but we've seen a $500 tip, a $200 tip on the back end. Mm-hmm. I think on average, the gratuity is usually about $30 to $40. And we see it come through on probably, I think it's about 30%, 40% of our orders, which is good. But yeah, the artist gratuity is... Um, yeah. Sometimes you'll see customers, you know, there's, there's other things they can do if they wanted to request an additional verse and things to that effect. So it's, it's fun to see some of the customers really uh, invest in this song for their loved one. Oh, 100%. It's, it's, it's so nice when you, when you get a customer who has places such a high value on music and you can tell just how appreciative they are. And it's like, you know, I've, I've had those anywhere from recording jobs to where people want to tip me on recording jobs, which I'm like, well, it's not customary, but I'm not going to stop you. But you know, down to, I used to play, (laughs) we used to play um, at a restaurant on sunset Boulevard where we went around kind of like mariachis and we play songs by request for tables. And like, sometimes people would be like, Oh my God, this is the best day ever. And they just like handed us like 200 bucks and like for one song, and it's like, whoa. So it's like you have those people out there, those um super fans, right? And and I think the community is aware of that, but they don't even know like those are the type of people you're attracting as well. Maybe not every time, but they're gonna be out there. And so you might do a track for a hundred bucks, right? But then like you get like a really nice tip on the end of it. And I I can imagine that happening um towards holidays as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we'll obviously see, you know, bumps in orders and gratuity towards holiday seasons, Valentine's Day, in the, yeah. ahead of Mother's Day, things like that. But yeah, I mean, at the risk of being corny, I think we both believe that music is powerful and it's yeah. transformative. And this gift is going to last quite literally forever. It's not going to deteriorate, right? It's an audio file that you're going to have yeah. forever. So to, to, to see our customers, all of our customers place a value on that just by purchasing in the first place, but add a little gratuity. It's, it's really cool to see for sure. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. I, I love, I love that. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? No, I was gonna, I, it's a stolen quote. That's not mine. I forget where it came from, but I, I remember uh, an artist or somebody recently said that uh, they don't get paid to perform music. They get paid to, to lug the gear to and from shows and then they perform the music for free. It kind of yeah. made me think of that a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, just to keep it on the, on the artist side. So what, what, what do the rights look like? Are they keeping the rights to the material? Is this a non-exclusive thing they have with you when they, when they sign up as an artist? What's that look like? Yeah. Songfinch tries to be as artist friendly as humanly possible. We want to be artists first. We call it our artist community because we truly feel that it is a community and we want it to be a community. So that being said, artists retain full rights on any Songfinch works that they create. They retain 100% of the publishing, 100% of the master. Uh, they can 
accept or deny any song requests, and then they can pause themselves as being available at any time. So if you're going on a small tour and you're not available to write, it's no love lost. It's uh, just press pause and we'd love to see it when we get back. So yeah, artist owns everything and um, you know, it's a, it's a work for hire at will. So yeah. Completely in so hands. is it safe to say that they could double up like as they're creating songs for Songfinch and your customers, they're like, wow, I actually think that song, like if I, you know, I could pitch that for a film and TV or any other opportunity that they're free to do that. Absolutely. And, and, and I think that's, the, that's one of the greatest points about creating with Songfinch is you're earning income, but while staying active in your craft that you're yeah. passionate about. So with, without knocking any other ways to make supplemental income as an artist, we all know, you know what those things are. This is a way to make supplemental income while sharpening your production skills, yeah. sharpening your songwriting skills. So yeah, if you write a song, Finch song, and you say, man, I love that melody. I, I would love to put that on my next EP and maybe just tweak the lyrics, etc." That's your song. You have absolutely every right to do so. So there's really no downside to, to creating with song, Finch. Yeah. Yeah. That's really incredible. I, we're, we're like samesies right now, Jake. There's a couple of things where I, I'm thinking it and you say it right. As I'm thinking it. And that, that thing I was just thinking was like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like getting paid to build your catalog. Right. Um, which yes. build your catalog, like, stay sharp. And, and then honestly make meaningful fan engagements. Right. So when, right. when, when the customer or the listener receives this song and they fall in love with it, they want to say, oh, who, who did that? How do, I, how do I follow this person? How do I support them? We have artists that'll share, listeners will, will DM them, you know, just yeah. how much the song meant to them and reaction videos. And you, so you're really building genuine fan engagements while staying sharp at your crafts. Um, it's, it's a pretty much a win-win situation. 100%. And in going back to talking about like, you know, I, I know in the artist community, you know, everyone's kind of learning about how, hey, you don't have to reach everybody, right? Like a thousand true fans and or like finding your super fan, fans can be way more powerful than trying to like reach everybody, right? And be, you know, go like try and do what mainstream artists are doing, which is almost impossible to do as an independent artist. This is a way to almost like, you're kind of reverse engineering where you get to start with a super fan, right? Because the second you do that for somebody, they're probably going to be like a fan for life. <laughs> they're going to support you for life. Like you yeah. said, yeah, they're going to be a fan for life. And then there's so many songs that are created for such meaningful occasions, you know, say, say a, a, a first dance for a wedding, you know, mm, and yeah. you know that XYZ artist created that for you. And that's just in your head and your heart forever. So yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. You're, you're creating genuine lifelong fans and, and, and followers of your music. That is so cool. That is so cool. So how do you, how do you vet artists? I mean, how do they sign up to work with you and what, what makes you determine whether a good, they're a good fit or not? Yeah. So uh, uh, the, the, the song Finch artists that are going to have the most success probably have three, you know, overarching bullet points, right? Can I create, can I write a song lyrically based off of information provided by another person? Mm -hmm. Can I record the song with enough professionalism, you know, to, to have a really good, clean, high quality mix on it? Mm -hmm. And do I have the time to turn that song around in within that week window so that, so can I work quickly, basically? So can okay. you write them? Can you record them? And can you do it in a decent amount of time? Um, 
that's probably the, the the marquee type artists that we're looking for. And then we've got an application on our on our website, so songfinch.com. Uh, click on artist community. Feel free to uh, apply there. And then we also have a, a full A and R team that's always outbound and looking for for artists that we think would be a good fit. So we're welcoming artists right now for sure. Okay. So um, just to repeat that back, um, the ability to write with instruction, right? So like, it's like writing to a brief, you know, the ability to, to do, to write a custom song based on instructions, um, the ability to record yourself and the ability to turn that around in a timely manner. Um, and since it's going to the client in seven days, I probably, ideally you'd be done within at least four to five days so that it can go through the quality control. It needs to go through, through your team to make sure that it's ready for delivery. Yep. You hit it on the head. Exactly. We, we would ask for a four day turnaround okay. and then uh, we would get it to the client within seven. So that's why, uh, you know, nuanced verbiage within seven, if our artist turns it in in four and it's beautiful and ready to go, it's quite possible that as the purchaser, you might get that in five or six days uh, as well. So, but yeah, we asked the artist to turn in within four days. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, this is, it just sounds like, like a, a win, win, win situation. You know, there's really nothing to lose here. It's a great way to build your catalog as well. It's non-exclusive. Um, you know, it's like, and um, I'm sorry, you looked like you're going to say something. Go ahead. No, I was just listening. I uh, nodding because uh, oh. <laughs> you're right. It's a, it, it's a win-win. It, it's, there's really, there's genuinely not a downside to creating with Songfinch. It, you no, know, for some artists, the, the downside, uh, it might not be a good fit. Uh, time constraints. Are you on tour? Do you not have a home recording setup, etc.? But if you're capable of checking those three boxes, for lack of a better term that we talked about, as far as writing to a brief, uh, recording at quality and doing it on a deadline, uh, there, there's you own the music, you get paid and you make genuine fan engagements. There's really not a drawback there. Right, right. So, okay. So here's my next question. Can artists use uh, like a pre-existing catalog um, or is everything have to be composed from scratch? Like, can they come in and say, Hey, I've got these songs, but like I could make edits and we could turn this into a custom song. Or are you wanting them to start from the beginning? Well, each song to the listener is a personalized one of a kind song, right? Um, I'm an artist. You're an artist. I think we all know that we're probably sitting on, on the back end, non-public facing how many different melodies and riffs and instrumentals yeah. and things to that effect. So on the artist conversation side, we don't mind if you're um, repurposing a section of a melody from maybe something that's sitting in your uh, files that you haven't used just yet and making it as easy as possible for you. But we do ask that each song is a new, unique, personalized, one of a kind song. So if you already have a full-fledged Valentine's Day song, it's not like a plug and play thing like, oh, I can just drop their story yeah. in. But if you've yeah. been sitting on a riff and you just didn't know what to use, you know, how to apply it, absolutely put it, I, put it in play. I call that the hard drive graveyard where all oh. of our good ideas go to die. And it's like, oh, we just park it there. We just park it there and walk away. But it's cool because things like this give us a chance to kind of turn it into the hard drive revival, right? And just be like, wait, there's, we can at least take something that was a song start. And then we're like, now we can take it and finish it with intention and direction. And I, the I, other I, I, just, I couldn't agree more. I think I mentioned to you that I, I create on, on the site as well. And I've got what I call my lyric graveyard. And it's funny, you might <laughs> yeah. have like a line or a sentence and it's just like in the notepad and you don't know how to apply it. And then you'll get a song brief and it's just like, oh, that actually is the perfect way to apply 
you know, this lyric that I've been sitting on in the, in the vault or in the graveyard for, you know, two months and, or whatever, you know, that's yeah. the best part too, about, like I say, re- repeating myself, but keeping artists sharp at their crafts, you know, yeah. it's, it's a paid way to make sure that you figure out how do I, how do I write a song today? You know, 100%. And, and then there's like this professional aspect of it too, where I, I mean, I love it you know, sharing this with my audience and with my students, it's like, you know, they, a lot of them say, how do I turn this into like a job? Not just how do I become a successful artist, but like a lot of them want to do what I do, which is a lot of custom work. And it's like, it requires you to put on an entirely different hat because it's not about you as the artist per se. It's, it's about showing up in service and going, you know, I can take instructions the same way you would, you know, if you worked for a library or if you were taking a brief from a supervisor for a film and TV pitch, you know, it's not always about what you want to do. It's like, well, no, we've got a brief here that you need to follow. And, you know, in order to be a paid professional, you need to show that you can do that. So this sharpens that skill as well, where a lot of artists aren't used to taking direction. They just write from their hearts, which can be beautiful, but isn't always necessarily the way to run a business, right? The the path to becoming a full-time musician is usually going to take all the things you just described, right? Like we would all love to just be, you know, Jay-Z or Beyonce, and then, you know, it all comes to you. But there's so many levels or, or, or paths on the spectrum where you can say, oh, all right, I create for Songfinch and, and I gig out twice a week and I got a placement on this one song and mm-hmm. oh my goodness, I just got a, uh, once a year, I get a cut from a major label artist. You know, yeah. a lot of those things sound perhaps unattainable, but if you piece them together and you look up, you look up and you say, oh, wow, I'm a, I'm a full-time musician. I don't have any other jobs besides creating music. And that's a beautiful place to be at at the risk of rambling. We get so many artist glory stories and texts of, Hey, I just quit my job serving. Hey, I'm not doing X, Y, Z food delivery service anymore. I'm a full-time artist now, you know, you write three or four song finch songs a week. You look up and your car payment's gone. You you know what I mean? Yeah. So let's talk about that. What is the consistency of work? I hate to say one can expect, but I think you understand what I mean by that. Like, you know, if somebody signs up, is there a guarantee? Like once they're approved with song finch that they'll get a certain amount of work or how does yeah absolutely work? so i think the artists in in a lot of spaces control their own destiny right so oh. uh, back to those three pillars if you can uh, create quality work in a short amount of time and really prove that you're turning in quality work our goal as a company is to put out the best work as humanly possible so you can really help yourself obviously there's going to be some general ebbs and flows on song orders as we get to as we mentioned busier times of the year uh things of that nature we also welcome artists creating in multiple genres so very cool uh, hey i can do singer songwriter but i can also do country music now i'm spreading myself out a bit. Um, and one, and one of the coolest features, so so sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, we just launched an entire rebranded website. And one of the coolest features is each artist now has a public facing artist page with some song examples, their picture, a bio. So if an artist wanted to, in a tool in their own marketing tool belt, promote, Hey, I'm on Songfinch now book me at this link. They can help drive and make themselves as busy as they want to be as well. So a lot of it's in the artist's hands. I love that. Um, going back to what you said about the uh, multi-genre, which is super cool. Um, do you ask them like when they're, when you're onboarding and do you ask them like for demo reels of like all the type of music they can produce and what's that look like? 
Yeah. So if you're a new artist, call it onboarding, if you will, we, we will um, provide you some sample song briefs that mm. and we ask you to turn in a verse and a chorus recorded on the same uh, setup, recording setup that you'll be using for song Finch songs. So uh, if you want to write in, say, R&B and country, we would just ask for an R&B sample and then for a country okay. music sample separately. So any genre you want to be considered for, just give you a verse and a course that demonstrate that you're able to do it and, and kind of do that audition process with the brief that you provide. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. And do you, do you offer like feedback? Let's say they don't really nail it, but they're not too far. You're going to say, Hey, look, can you make these changes and, and kind of guide them through that process? Is there a little bit of mentorship in there? Yeah, there's absolutely a mentorship um, capacity. I mean, sometimes uh, they're a little bit more cut and dry, so I don't want to mislead. There's not a mentorship on every single one, but if we think you're close, but man, if you would just turn down that reverb and and really, <laughs> yeah. you know, do X, Y, Z, we will absolutely uh, mentor A and R you, and then we mentor with our current artists as well too. We have a, a, a an amazing dedicated music supervision team that listens to in great detail every submitted song, uh, and will provide feedback to our artists. And we have a development uh, resource center that's being built out as well for artists. So, uh, yeah, if you're close, there will be some mentorship provided for sure. Cool. And what if, what if somebody wants to work with you and they get the assignment and they just, they're, they're just not there yet. Um, do they get notified why they didn't make it through? Yeah. So usually if you're attempting to work with us and you haven't created a song just yet, you know, we'll, we'll let you know, Hey, you know, I, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be a good fit at partnering at this time, you know, uh, but if you're already on the platform and you've been creating with us, yeah, you'll absolutely get, you know, full feedback of, Hey, this is why I think this one missed the mark and how we can improve it for the next one. Sure. Sure. Okay, cool. And then when you guys are getting really busy, right? Like it's wow. just ramping up so exciting. And you said that, you know, you're looking, you're actively looking for artists, you know, how do you determine when, when it comes in, like, you know, what's the best fit for what, is it based on what the, like, you've got artists kind of separated into genres. And then the customer says, I'm looking for someone who sounds like this and kind of has this vibe. And then you then kind of only give it to, how do you determine which artist gets, which lead, I guess. Yeah. So back to giving full credit to our music supervision team, which, which are amazing. So when an order comes in, it will say, for example, I'm looking for a country music song from a male voice, I'd like it to be uh, happy, comical, and have a medium tempo. And our music supervision team knows our community so well that they'll go, oh, that's that's Chris. Let's email Chris and see if she'd like to accept this out. We know, you know, we know yeah. that's where that belongs. And then the other counterpoint, especially with these new public facing artist pages, is the customer can direct an artist by name as well. So they might listen to some of our curated playlists on the website and say, oh, I know I want XYZ artists and request them directly. Okay. Okay. So you guys are curating playlists as well, based on the, the work that's been done by your artists. Yeah. We've got some great playlists on songfinch.com that uh, based on mood, genre, occasions, things like that. So, so check them out. So if you're thinking about purchasing a Songfinch song with the holidays coming up or for any reason, those playlists will be a great resource to really get to know our artists and, and, and maybe what genre you want, things like that. Okay. That's good to know that, that, that also the customer can have a say in which artists they can actually request an artist by name because they can find them on, on the site. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. thousand percent. And like I said, that's a, another point to, to, to within reason how an artist can control their own destiny as well. You know, if you'd like to put Songfinch in your marketing tool belt, in addition yeah. to promoting, check out my new EP and my new video. Also, if you'd like a personalized song from me, you know, link in bio, check out my, my Songfinch page. Right. Right. Well, and you know, I mean, I think that, you know, the, the customer experience that you guys are, are providing and the track record that you've already set, you know, makes it a really good reason for an artist to partner with, with you as opposed to, I mean, an artist could say, well, if I'm going to get the traffic, like, why wouldn't I just take it from beginning to end? And it's like, well, do you have the infrastructure to do that? Because it's actually a full-blown business, you know, and it's not just, can you write a custom song? It's like, can you take the customer through an experience and like, you know, provide a lot more that's happening behind the scenes, which is what you're doing, which is, I think what, you know, makes that, that really fair split. It just makes it easy for the artist to show up and do what they want to do, which is write the song. And then you get to be the artist. I mean, absolutely. I mean, we've done, I think we're encroaching on 30,000 personalized songs created. We've paid over $3 million out to artists. Damn, what? $3 million? It's it's wild. And not to just stat drop, but uh, I think we're just above 5,000 customer reviews and the average is 4.9 out of five. So like That's you amazing. said, I think it goes to, to the infrastructure of, yes. you know, uh, do you have a good delivery system to create those personalized songs and a team to rely on if you need help or more information exactly. from the customer? Do you have that buffer between yourself and the, and, and the client? You know, so, but yeah, exactly. things are booming. We've done, we, we are... Uh, blessed to be where we're at and looking skyward at the risk of being overconfident. (laughs) No, I get it. You guys are doing amazing things. This is uh, super, super exciting. So um, you mentioned something about you have some new exciting things that are happening within your community and like, you know, potential investors or uh, partners that you have. Tell me about that. Yeah, it's been pretty wild. So the industry is starting to 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 take notice. We've had some some wonderful investors who we obviously all uh, value equally, but some some big names are really starting to take notice and get involved. Uh, the weekend, obviously, one of the biggest artists in the world, is an investor in Songfish. Uh, Craig Coleman, who's the CEO of Atlantic Records, is an investor in Songfish. Rob Price, who's the CEO of the School of the School of Rock is an investor in Songfinch. So uh, obviously I won't name them all. We hold all of our investors uh, near and dear, but yeah, the industry is taking notice and starting to back it, not only with their social currency, but with actual currency as well, Uh, which is wonderful because that gives uh, the ramp to add to our artist community, add to our artist benefits, you know, make sure that it's a, it's a rising, where they say a rising tide lifts all ships, you know, let's yeah. make sure that this thing is a rising tide. So yeah, the industry is noticing and that's been very humbling and, and pretty cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can see why. And, um, you know, I know firsthand that a lot of my students are just going to be so excited about this. The second they, they hear about this, you know, one of the things we talk about in one of my latest courses, home studio boss is like you were saying earlier, it's like, you know, most artists that are doing this professionally and making a living, they are, they've got multiple sources of income coming in anywhere between, you know, merch and touring to things like creating custom songs to doing session work and producing for others. And this just fits so nicely in, in, in with that, you know? It's a tool in the tool belt and and your service uh, is, is of such high value 
providing more tools in the tool belt and that mentorship and that guidance and that actual tangible, uh, you know, DAW mixing experience. I know you do a lot more than that, but like, Hey, how, how do I, how do I make some money being an artist? And then you look up and one tool turns into two turns into three. And then you say, Oh, I'm a, I'm a full-time musician. Yeah. The things yeah. like produce like a boss and like song finch. So kudos to you and your platform and everything you're doing because um, you know, I think both of us and both of our companies are trying to help artists as much as humanly possible. So hats off to, to you and produce like a boss. Thank you so much. I mean, honestly, I think that's one of the reasons that I, I, I wanted to teach artists how to do this, not just to help them get their ideas out of their head. But I noticed as a singer songwriter that was, you know, I was doing the Nashville grind and I was writing like two and three times a day and chasing the pub deal and just doing all this stuff. And it was like, I felt kind of stuck. And then when I added this tool to my tool belt of being able to record myself, even before I could produce per se, I'm doing air quotes for those of you listening, <laughs> even before I was a professional producer, just the ability to turn this on and be able to to do session vocals was a huge like wait I just created another income uh another income stream right and then you know as I started producing demos other people needed me to do their demos to pitch to other artists whoa and then another income stream and then you know so on and so forth um and I just you know an opportunity like this for example isn't open to just a great singer songwriter unfortunately because like you said there's three things they need that really are gonna you know check the boxes for you and that's the ability to do this and to do it quickly and to do it from home well, as information becomes more readily available as time goes on and services like yourself and like Songfinch, uh, you know, things you can see a path. But I, I recall when I was uh, first trying, you know, 10, 12 years ago to even scratch the surface of becoming an artist independent of Songfinch, like, yeah, I didn't have a home recording scenario or know what Pro Tools or Logic was and finding somewhere to even get vocals recorded let alone will they be mixed well or not was like giant learning curve you know so now to have resources like produce like a boss and and, and things like that uh, and to really see a clear hey you know for four hundred dollars or whatever you can get a home set up <laughs> you know what i mean you can start <laughs> with garage band save up get yourself a sure sm7b and then we're now we got a toe in the game you know all the things that you already know but at least now thanks to people like you there's a path to, to, to professional artistry where back in the day, I feel like, oh, you just had to figure it out. Right. <laughs> well, that's like, I think is so cool about what we're doing is like, you know, we're, we're, we're creating the things that essentially we would have loved to have. Right. it's like, man, like if I had this program like eight years ago, it's like, that's, that's how I know, I think what to create that can help people is like, man, wouldn't it be cool if there was this, oh, let's make that. That's what we do as entrepreneurs. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you're absolutely crushing it. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I think this is a fantastic way for artists to generate some extra income while being in service of others, which truly is the path to becoming a professional, right? Teaching them how to kind of run that business side of things. So I really appreciate you taking the time today. Believe me, the pleasure is on this side uh, of the the microphone or the screen, whatever you want to call <laughs> it. Um, yeah, the the um, the opportunities you guys are providing, I think, are wonderful. I think there's obvious overlap, and when both of us, uh, both of our companies, creating, like you said, in service to others while keeping artists paid and busy. So it's a it's a win win, and I, I can't thank you enough for the time. Yeah. Thank you so much. And by the way, guys listening, I'm going to drop a link in the show notes um, for artists that, so that they can see how to apply to work with you. And, um, and you can mention that produce like a boss sent you over as well. 
yeah, if we're talking directly to artists, so they're, they're, when you apply online at songfinch.com, there is a drop-down component to, uh, to nod that you learned about it from Produce Like a Boss. So uh, feel free to do so. And the, our doors are open. We're welcoming any and all uh, interested parties. All right. Thanks again, Jake. All right, Chris. Thank you. Well, I hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode and yet another stream of income and opportunity that we can create for ourselves as musicians, so long as we know how to record and produce ourselves. Pretty cool, right? Okay, as usual, I'm going to take us out with one of my songs. This is actually a Christmas song that I did in partnership with Mike from Reverse Play, and it's called All Through the Night. 